Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. This is another episode. Uh, what podcast, you might be asking yourself, and you're right to do so, because you should know what you're listening to. Well, it's called Zdeněk's English Podcast. This is how I originally named the podcast. Yes, after myself, because my name is Zdeněk. And when I say originally, I think you can detect uh, some hint of sarcasm in my voice, and you're right. Um, well, when I say originally, it's originally twice, because first of all, it is after myself, which is not really original in itself. And second of all, I named it after Luke's podcast. So it's kind of, um, I copied his idea and obviously Luke named his podcast after himself. So anyway, speaking of Luke, I have to tell you about something before I move on to this episode and, um, Where to start? Well, about one hour ago, I, I woke up. Well, that's what people normally do in the morning. And um, I had this weird moment. I woke up and I had had a dream, actually. It wasn't about Luke. It was about one of my exes, the one that I had spent most time with. But it was about five years ago or six years ago, long time ago now. I can't believe it's that long. But anyway, and... This this didn't happen for the first time. I had had dreams about my ex before. Why, why am I talking about this? Well, it's because when I was preparing for this recording, sort of mentally, when I had my breakfast, I was putting the thoughts together in my head, what I would like to talk about, and I knew I was going to mention Luke um, and so on. I A thought came to my mind, you know. I am someone who could be labeled as an anti-hero. Look at me. I mean, I'm single. Feel so lonely at times, really. I don't have a girlfriend. I haven't had a girlfriend for a long time. And um, I'm an anti-hero. I'm not a villain by any means, by no stretch of imagination. But comparing myself to Luke, um, I really look like a loser, don't I? I mean, he has got a, a French chick who he uh, married And he recorded a wonderful, wonderful podcast episode about their wedding. And also now eight-part series about their honeymoon. And it's very successful. He has got loads of listeners. I have got just a bunch. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for that anyway. But you know what? He's a comedian. He's a professional, well-known teacher. Who am I? W why am I even doing this? So, <laughs> you know... It's a bit ridiculous to be moaning and um, whining like that instead of doing something to change this position, to change the state of affairs. Um, but this is part of me. Sometimes I do that. I wonder how much it has to do with my nationality. Because I think we are renowned. We are Czech people. We are infamous for doing exactly this. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listeners from the Czech Republic, but it feels like that. Anyway, I hope you don't mind me um, jumping into another episode of the podcast, even though I've just labeled myself an anti-hero. Uh, why would you listen to an anti-hero? Well, perhaps because it offers you a different perspective or something like that. Um Okay, so this is off my chest. I'm glad, I'm glad it's, it's um, been dealt with. It's out of the way, which is exactly, exactly what I needed. Anyway, 
This podcast episode is the third part of the series about CELTA, which is, as I said before, a course for English teachers that I took back in um, July 2015, so about one and something months ago. And uh, in the previous part, I talked about my challenges as a teacher, my weaknesses and all this kind of stuff. Now, in this part, uh, this should be something like a resolution. I will talk, uh, uh, I'll tell you about my grade, what I expected right after the course and what I wished for and what grade I actually, actually received. At the end... There will be a little surprise. I don't know how much it is a surprise because I have been raving about this for several episodes now. So I think you probably know what you are in for. Um, But just, uh, just to tell you, please keep listening till the very end because it will pay off for you. Um, If you listen to the previous episodes, you will know what you can look forward to. Uh, And most of this is actually scripted. Um, I didn't script the introduction when I talked about my weird, weird epiphany. What's the word? Epiphany? Yeah, epiphany. Uh, No, no. Um, This wasn't scripted. Um, So before I start this off, there's something I want to talk to you about. um, Because, you know, at the beginning of the previous episode, I went through some comments and responses of the listeners to this podcast and I thought I would keep the same format because it's really wonderful to get um, some feedback like that and it really helps me out a lot especially in these times when I struggle with the motivation to record the podcast. I think you must have noticed it that um, I don't publish as regularly as I used to and it's simply because I cannot make myself to. I cannot talk myself into recording somehow. It, it's difficult. Um, so there were three people. Actually, um, I think there were more than three people, but I chose these three people uh, to whom I would like to thank uh, for their reactions to the recent episode of the podcast. Um, interestingly enough, they're all English teachers. And when I realized that uh, this is the case, that uh, the podcast is actually listened to by real teachers, not fake teachers, um, it made me slightly speechless. I, I felt this kind of a strange, I had this kind of a strange feeling like, wow, wow. You know, on one hand, it's it's really great. It's amazing. It's it's brilliant. It's it's mind blowing. It totally blew me away. But it has kind of two sides of a coin, you know. On one hand, it's it's great, but uh, it's it's reward for my effort. But on the other hand, it's kind of a commitment, isn't it? I mean, there are my colleagues. They pay close attention to what I say, to how I speak, to um, to all the mistakes I make, um, and obviously. Um, in terms of English language, I should try to take a good care not to make a fool of myself. And it does really feel binding. I can't, um, 
invest enough time into this personal project as much as I would like to. What I mean by this is that I don't plan it that much. You know, I, I think you can you can feel it in some of my episodes that it's not well planned. It's often uh, improvised. It's kind of ad lib. Um, it's um, it's not well planned, and I have the potential to do it. I can tell you that. I mean, I have passed SOTA, you know, so I, I have to know how to plan things. It's just that I don't want to invest as much time into it because it feels a bit time-wasting, you know. I, I feel like it's futile when I do that. I've done this before. I've done episodes which I... This one is scripted, so actually um, I am a little bit hypocritical here. I'm being hypocritical because I've actually planned this one quite quite well. But anyway, you know what I mean, right? I can't always plan my episodes. And I, I think these teachers, they can feel it, you know? So my point is that this is a commitment. Anyway, let's go now through these comments from my listeners. Um, and they both relate to the, the, the first two SALTA episodes. The first one I got was from Dimitri. Anyway, Dimitri sent me a comment after listening to to the first part of uh, this series about CELTA. And what he told me was that he had passed CELTA himself. So I think, first of all, congratulations, Dimitri. I know it might be a long time ago now. But anyway, I think you deserve uh, a pat on the back because it's not easy to pass CELTA. Uh, I'm talking from my own experience, so um, yes, uh, well done you. And second of all, I think it is really cool that a listener to my podcast can now relate to to my own personal experience on such a massive scale. I mean, it's brilliant. Thank you for this comment. I'm glad. I'm glad he got got back to me about this, and I'm glad I'm not the only one with Celta. I'm certainly not the only one, because the second uh, person who sent me a comment was Luke Thompson. And, you know, he has Delta, which is like a higher degree than Celta. But uh, he had to pass Celta first in order to get Delta. So Luke, apparently, um, he listened to this episode. And it's always great, of course, when uh, this happens, because he's such a massive inspiration for me. And, uh, you know, I have I have talked about Luke before. No need to go deeper in that. And this surprise that you're in for and the, at the end of this episode is also connected to Luke. Yep. So let me now find what uh, Luke wrote. Uh, it's on audioboom.fm. As far as I know, this is where you can listen to my podcast episodes. Uh, I think they have changed the policy recently, so you will have to uh, actually register, yeah, in order to be able to to listen to the episodes. Now I have to do the same thing. I'm afraid. No, I just have to log in, which is a bit annoying to be logging in and speaking to you at the same time. I'm not really good at it. Why do I need to do that? Well, I need to do that because. Recently, I have deleted my cookies. I'm not. I'm not talking about biscuits. Um, no, um, cookies. Um, 
hot I want to go into this. It's something to do with the computer, like when the um, the temporary files are stored into your hard drive, you know, like such as passwords and the pages you visited. And when, um, when you have too much of this on your computer, it starts slowing it down. So I had to delete my cookies. And now I'm trying to log in. And... I'm there, I've managed, I've managed, I'm not good at multitasking, so I was trying to keep you entertained, not entertained really, but I was trying to keep you focused um, on the listening to this podcast and I was trying to log in and I'm not good at multitasking. Anyway, I'm here, let me just quickly find this episode, uh, um, let me just quickly find the comment that I received from Luke. And I'm going to read you this comment and I'll attempt to respond to it. Um, Here is what he says. It's very interesting to listen to this episode, Zdeněk. What you said about the difference between podcasting and teaching is very true. For me, remembering the distinction really helps my lessons and my podcast. They're two different things, as you said. For example, in classrooms... It helps to put the emphasis on the students and it's important not to perform or grab attention too much. This is because the classroom is primarily a place in which the students can learn and this happens more effectively when they're at the center of the whole thing. However, on the podcast, we really should grab attention and make it a bit of uh, a performance because it's basically a show And the main aim is to keep the students, audience, listening. As long as they are listening and engaged, then the aim is being achieved. That's one of the reasons why I started LEP and why I keep doing it, because it gives me a platform to do and um, say a lot of things that I can't do or say in the classroom because of the dangers of teacher talking time and teacher centeredness. My browser doesn't think centeredness is a word, by the way, but I think we know what we mean, right? That's what I enjoy so much about the podcast, and I think it helps my teaching. I get a lot of stuff off my chest on the podcast, and in lessons, I don't feel the need to steal the limelight. Although I am sure I sometimes fall into the classic teaching traps. The whole Salta experience is really rewarding for your teaching and it seems like you learned a lot. Uh, Great is excellent. Well done. Next challenge, Delta. You're already aware of the things I have written here as you pretty much said them in the episode. But I just wanted to leave a comment with some of my thoughts Weirdly, it made me want to do another Celta or or Delta just because I missed the challenge and the opportunity to get well-considered feedback on my teaching. I don't miss all the stress and hard work, though, of course. And uh, I, I wrote a comment. Thank you for your long comment, Luke. I'm glad that I managed to strike a chord. I'm not sure about Delta at this point, especially since it is financially inaccessible for me 
but never say never in the future. So thank you, Luke, once again. This was it was really wonderful to to uh, received a comment from you like this. And I have to say, all I can say is that I agree with everything you said wholeheartedly. And um, what when you were talking about this falling into this trap, this is exactly what. Uh, keeps happening to me. I hope it happens a bit less now after taking taking Celta. But as I know myself, I'm a bit skeptical. But I'll try to do my best, of course, because I want to be a good teacher. And uh, I had to beep out um, certain part of this because uh, Luke was congratulating me on getting a, a grade. And I don't want to tell you yet. I mean, this should be one of the climaxes of this episode. So thanks, Luke, again. And let's move on to the third message, which I, which I got from Anna. This one was on Facebook. Let me find it. Anna is... Um, I don't know where she is from, actually. Uh, it doesn't look like a Czech name. Um, and I have to find it. Just give me a second. Yeah, here I am. And it because the message is in Czech, I need to translate it for you. And I will attempt for a direct translation. Bear with me. Be tolerant. So, hello, Zdeněk. I'm writing you as your listener uh, of your podcast. And also as a teacher who passed CELTA in the second wave after you. Wow. That, that totally got me. Like this first uh, sentence. I was like, really? Really? Right after me? You were in the second wave? I mean, in August? You took CELTA in August? At the same school? And you are listening to my podcast? Wow! The, the world is really small. And she says, We finished last Friday. You see, I got this message on the 24th of August. Um, which means uh, three days ago. In the podcast, you mentioned... Uh, one of the tutors and so on and she she tells me um, about her experience with this tutor I don't want to go into this uh, but it's really nice it's really nice and <laughs> again I can't believe that uh, I have a listener like this who, pa- who passed CELTA now it's three listeners who have passed CELTA I mean I don't consider Luke to be to be my listener. He's more like my podcasting father. I don't think he listens. Uh, Who is a listener? I think a listener, a true listener, must listen to most of the episodes. I I think he can reserve the right to skip some of the episodes, but I don't think Luke listens to all my episodes, which I understand. I consider him to be kind of my online mentor and a father. And from time to time, when he sees an interesting episode description or maybe interesting episode name he listens to it and I, I i respect that but apparently anna is my listener so it's and dimitri as well so it feels great um so i was amazed i was astonished when i received this message and i asked anna who she was because in her facebook it says that she's working in lisbon which is the the capital of is it the ca- I think it is the capital of Portugal. Porto is not the capital, as far as I know. And I don't know. I think she's she's living in the Czech Republic. I may be wrong. Um, so 
she says when I ask her how she um, how she found me or how she started listening to the podcast and she said that she has she she came across Luke's English podcast and that's how she knows me so it, it all keeps coming back to to you Luke uh, it's like a circle um, or circuit circle and Yeah, I have I have to be grateful. I owe you a great depth of gratitude. Yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant that I have three listeners like this who relate to my experience. It's absolutely fascinating. I think it's time to get to the episode proper because we have rambled on too much and as you know, I have got the script for this, so I'll be sort of reading it from my script. So, how do I evaluate uh, this experience? Where well to... S- I can't do it. Can I? So, how do I evaluate this experience? Well, where to start? I have to admit that after taking CELTA, I realized that it had given me more over and above of what I had expected. It provided me with an insight into my own teaching, some kind of a mirror. I got a massive amount of valuable feedback incomparable to observations and inspections I had had in my previous years of teaching. I really benefited from this course. Remember my reasons for taking it? Well, the course has lived up to my expectations and went a bit beyond. But how did I actually do? What grade did I get? Well, What happened was that I wrote the script for this episode before actually receiving the grade. So let me tell you what I wrote first, what I was expecting to get, and then I'm gonna tell you what the actual result was. Alright? So, are you going to be listening now to my real reaction? No. Is this just how I felt before receiving my grade? Sorry, I couldn't help... Um, to include ICQs here, a poor attempt of a joke, which was aimed at my CELTA listeners. Um, you must have got it, I hope, I hope. Uh, so let's get down to business instead. How did I do? I got a standard pass. I was aiming for a higher mark, especially because this is something I was used to from the university and because it felt important to get a higher mark as I genuinely believe this may have increased my chances during job interviews abroad. I think it does look awesome in a CV, especially knowing how how, how hard CELTA can be. The grading system is rather unique. The standard pass band is really long. It is not as I was used to at a university we got a different system. One was the best, two good, and three satisfactory. Four or, four, four or five was a fail. And I almost ex- exclusively always got one, which won me regular scholarships during my university years. Um, in this sense, I have to admit that it felt like a degradation receiving just a standard pass, because I expect every single one of us has passed, including the trainees who struggled throughout the course. Those who had never taught before and whose grammar was really bad or who were just really nervous. I've been doing this job for a long time and I know 
I've generally been received very well by vast majority of my students. So I had high expectations and I really worked hard knowing that I had to prove myself. Um, I prepared my lessons well like never before in my life. I spent hours, hours on preparing 45 minute lessons, sometimes four to six hours. Total madness. There is no way you would do something like that as a teacher in reality. I also took good care to complete all my assignments to meet all the specific criteria of the tasks and subtasks for passing the assignments on first submission. And I really managed that. Uh, but apparently this still wasn't enough. Why? Well, you should ask my tutors. Every time I received a feedback after my lesson from a tutor, there were some problems. Mostly minor ones um, and different ones. I always tried to work on what was wrong during the previous lesson, but something new came up every single time. This is what the tutors do. They nitpick. It's their job. Sometimes it was valid. Sometimes it felt, it felt really unfair or over the top. As the course progressed, the demands on us got higher and higher. So what would have been okay for our first lessons would have been a bad lesson towards the end of the course. So what do I think was the main reason I didn't make it? I'm a performer, you know. I want to be funny at all costs sometimes. Those three years of podcasting have also taken its toll, I suppose. And Celta? Celta is looking at the lessons in terms of value to the students. And apparently, teacher-centered humor is of no value to the students. Well, who knows? Anyway, I was not in a position to dictate the rules, was I? No, I was a pure soldier there. And my only job was to obey the orders. Um, on balance, the time, effort and money I put into it was worth it. It was not all perfect. It didn't all come up roses. There were hiccups, but what is perfect? Does perfect exist in this world? I sometimes tend to be a perfectionist. I give it everything. And when something goes wrong, I tend to be bit bitterly disappointed. I also find it hard to accept criticism, especially if I put so much effort into something. I think I'm very competitive and I like to win, but losing is not what I enjoy. Well, who does? I didn't really lose. I only set my challenge high, trying to achieve a higher grade. The question is, was this achievable for me? Was this a realistic objective from me? Apparently, I was not far from it. During one of the tutorials, I was told that I could aim for this, uh, for the, for this higher grade. I'm sure I made the right call. My thirst for some more knowledge has been quenched, though. I got new motivation, new boots, and I got a kick in my backside. Um, not boots, actually. I didn't get any boots. New boost. I can't read, can I? I got new boost and I got a kick in my backside as well. My horizon has definitely been broadened. A lot of self-reflection went on. The course taught me to think outside the box. I will now try to employ what I learned and generally aim to become a better teacher. I can't hide my disappointment with a standard pass though. 
But it's time to look on the bright side. It's time to get over this and just move on. So, this is what I wrote. Um, this is what I wrote before receiving the grade, actually. And this is how I felt right after the course. It was a blend, a mixture of various emotions, a lot of positive ones, but some gloomy ones as well. But what grade did I actually get? What, what was the, the real grade I got? Well, two days ago, um, no, it's not two days ago, now it's, it's a month ago, uh, I received an email with, the provisional, with uh, the provisional grade. Provisional grade means that um, it has to be approved by Cambridge. Uh, but really, it should be just a matter of formality. And uh, guess what? Guess what? I got a pass B. It's absolutely fantastic. You have no idea how jubilant I was. It felt like a little personal victory. All that hard work, all that effort I put into uh, getting this paid off in the end. Yes, this is something that is incredibly valuable for me. Something, something I was definitely shooting for. Did you know that 75% of all CELTA candidates get standard pass, including a lot of native speakers among them? And only 5% really managed to achieve pass A. So, so, as you can see, getting a pass B really does make a massive difference. Believe me, it is a big deal and also gives me some new enthusiasm in my job. It is like a free shot of or injection of encouragement, a drug. Uh, well, not really free, but anyway. So, was I surprised I got pass B? Well, not really, because I was hoping for this and I thought I had shown enough to deserve it. And when I was thanking my head tutor, Michelle, for having faith in me in an email, she replied with, Zdeniek, you really deserve this grade, which made, which made me feel proud of myself. I'm a type of a person who is very self-critical. Some of the listeners have pointed this out before in their feedback to my episodes. Um... And it is true. Well, this episode is a story of personal achievement. I hope you will accept it. Um, and you may also, of course, you're welcome to take it with a pinch of salt, like always. It is not meant to be a vanity project, owed or just a case of blowing a trumpet. I, I did this because it could well inspire you. It could motivate you in pursuing your own personal goals with English language and if you are persistent, consistent, and uh, if you persevere, have little faith and self-belief, it is possible to achieve anything in life, basically. So keep studying English, keep refining your knowledge, um, and when hard times come, keep your chin up and keep a stiff upper lip and do not ever give up. So an obvious question arises. Why did I think I would get only a standard pass? Why did I expect the worst possibility and wrote the worst option script ahead? Let's address this question, shall we? After hours of an analysis and a lengthy scrutiny, I came up with, I came up with three possible explanations for this. Number one, I expected the worst option because I was not sure. So this was actually... Uh, this actually was, so this actually meant 
to be an ingenious way of preparing myself for a disappointment. Do you sometimes do something like that? I sometimes do it. Um, but sometimes I get I get unnecessarily stressed because of doing this. And if I had actually managed to get standard pass a B, which I in the end did, I would have been over the moon, which I am now, which I am now for sure. Number two, maybe because of what happened at tutorial two, the tutor was really harsh when he was telling me that my performance had not been good enough for pass B. Uh, the way he he took, uh, sorry, the way he told me took me aback and came out of the blue for me. A real blow because I had been working so hard. Um, bending my back over backwards pretty much. So although although it didn't make me stop working hard, of course, quite the opposite, I started burning the midnight oil and pulling all-nighters. It did shake my confidence without doubt. Number three, maybe because this is who I am. I'm a confident person and a teacher, but not always. I have my weird moments. Sometimes I just have little self-doubts, you know, and often I find it hard to handle losses and defeats. I do not particularly react well to them. And as you know, life is about ups and downs, so you get a lot of losses inevitably in life. It, it, it is not possible to be just winning. And, you know, I tend to be rather emotional about these things. For example, if I am rejected by a girl, right? And I told you I've been lonely at the beginning of this podcast for a long time. It doesn't mean I haven't tried. It doesn't mean that I give up and I, I go on dates with girls, but either I don't like them or they don't like me. You know, like, like this last girl, which was brilliant and exactly my type, but it felt like she was out of my league. You know, I tried, I really tried, but she just wants to be friends with me. Well, it's her decision. Anyway, I don't handle these things very well. It, it, it kind of wounds my pride or something or my ego. I don't know. Um, so sometimes I get sensitive and emotional. And um, I should deal with such things in a calmer manner and just look on the bright side and learn a lesson from it and do better next time and stuff like that. Remember the episode Betrayal? It um, really falls into this category, doesn't it? Yeah. I know the theory. I know what I should do. But this is who I am. I should have never published that episode, by the way. It was a mistake. Why reveal my weaknesses like that? But am I going to delete it now? Hell no. It would be cowardly to do so. I've done it. It cannot be really taken back. And I will now try to learn from my mistake and do my best to avoid making such impetuous decisions again. So that's it. I have waffled on for long enough. I hope you found it at least vaguely interesting. And if not, different types of episodes are coming up soon. This one um, is over now. It's high time. I drew this to a close. So I think I'll soon publish, um, for example, the episode I recorded with one of my CELTA classmates from Great Britain and I also would like to do one vocab episode in which I focus on expressions and bits of language that I uh, had acquired during the CELTA course, which I think will not, be, will not only be useful 
for you, but also for me as a, as a sort of revision. So um, before I say goodbye, uh, the, here is the promised surprise. It's an authentic listening material from Luke, and this is uh, what I enriched. This is what I used to liven my lesson up. Um, it was a lesson on sleeping and dreams, and Luke did this for me. It's sort of promotion for his own podcast as well, but it's obviously a, a favor from Luke. Thank you very much. Here is the uh, here is Luke's uh, recording about sleeping habits, and actually, it's a task I made. I I um, modify the recording I received from Luke and. I made a task out of it so that it could be played in the classroom. Bear in mind, it was for an intermediate level. So I had to simplify the task because the recording was quite, quite difficult for this level. So I had to make it a bit achievable. Anyway, uh, it's, a, it's a listening for gist. It's a listening for general understanding. And be, um, before I played this uh, recording in a classroom... My students received four questions for me for a general discussion. I'm going to read you these questions. And what you need to do is to match these questions. There are four questions, A, B, C, D, with Luke's answers. Obviously, they are in, in a different order. It's not as you listen to it. So you might as well write these questions down. It shouldn't be a hard job for you to do because, it's as I said, it was aimed at intermediate level. So, how many questions are you going to... Uh, no, how many answers are you going to hear from Luke? Did I hear five or three? No, it's four. Um, do you need to understand every single word Luke is saying? Well, no, of course not. Uh, you can just get some words from the context or you can even completely ignore some of them because it's not necessary for completing this task. It's a long setup. Sorry for this. Um, so here are the questions. A. What do you enjoy about sleeping? B. How long do you sleep at night? Okay, I think I'll give you some time to write this down if you're doing it, which I doubt. C. Do you sometimes sleep during the day? And D, what time do you go to bed? All right, got the questions. Now, here is uh, the recording. Thanks a lot for your attention. Uh, this has been another episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, talk to you later. Until next time, bye. Answer one. I tried to get to bed about uh, half 11, maybe 12 o'clock. I read somewhere that uh, any time that you sleep before 12, before midnight, that counts as double. Somehow it's a lot more healthy or refreshing to sleep before midnight. So I usually try and get to bed before midnight, but I generally find I can't because everything, for some reason, just before you go to bed, everything becomes incredibly interesting. So suddenly I discover all these new websites or I pick up a book that I want to read. So it's hard to get to bed before midnight, but that's what I try to do. Um, 
I usually just go to sleep as soon as my head touches the pillow. I'll just lie down. Unless I'm on Facebook or something, I'll just lie there and I'll pretty much immediately fall asleep. Um, I tend to be quite a sleepy person. Uh, I find that I can sleep pretty much anywhere uh, at any time. Answer two. Uh, I tend to sleep probably about six and a half hours every night because I set an alarm clock before I go to bed. I have to get up for work, so I tend to kind of uh, set the alarm clock for about half past six. Um, If I don't set an alarm clock, I still find that I wake up at about half past six because uh, at the weekend, even if I haven't got anything to do, my body just wakes me up because my sort of body clock uh, is is sort of um, used to waking up at about half six so that's kind of annoying but then again I do get to have a lie-in and that's always nice there's nothing there's nothing better than waking up in the morning at half six thinking you've got to go to work and then realizing oh no I don't have to go to work it's Sunday ah and then you get to have a lie-in and it's brilliant I love having lie-ins I have a lie-in every Sunday Uh, you could say that I'm the lie-in king yeah that was a joke that you probably didn't get and don't worry about it because it's not very good Answer three. Uh, so I love, obviously, I love sleeping um, uh, and I love uh, having lions and stuff. I love having dreams. I think they're brilliant, uh, very interesting. I like to try and work out what my dreams actually mean. Uh, some things about sleeping are a bit annoying, like having to get up, first of all. That's usually a bit of a drag. Um, but also things like, you know, having to make the bed and change the sheets. Um, it's annoying to change the sheets. Usually I can't be bothered. But when I do change the sheets, again, it's absolutely amazing to sleep in freshly cleaned uh, sheets. There's uh, almost nothing better. In fact, the best thing, I think the best thing in the world is to wake up thinking you've got to go to work, then realising that you don't because it's Sunday, and then having a lie-in in freshly cleaned sheets. That is probably the best thing ever, and I expect heaven is something like that. Answer four. I do sometimes sleep during the day. I like to take a nap in the afternoon if I can. Uh, But the thing is, you've got to be careful when you take a nap. Don't nap too long because then you'll sleep too much. Your body starts to go into deep sleep. And if you wake up from that, you feel really weird and groggy. Uh, Sometimes I wake up from a long nap and I'm like, who who am I? What's going on? What year is it? Who's the president? You know, because I don't know what's going on. So keep your, keep your nap short. That's my advice. Um, so that's it. Those are my sleeping habits. And I hope that you found that vaguely interesting. Uh, but that's the end.